Hey there, sweethearts, and welcome to the Sweetheart Soul Sessions podcast, a place where you can come for an uplifting perspective on all things intuitive, a sweet retreat for your soul. So get ready, because your session starts now. Hey there, sweetheart. Welcome back to Sweetheart Soul Sessions podcast. I am your host, Andrea, and I am here to talk about something that Disney is not going to like very much. I'm sorry, Elsa, but I need to talk about the phrase, let it go. We hear that so much, do we not? When we're angry, people say, oh, just let it go. Somebody crosses a boundary. We force ourselves to just let it go. Somebody insults us. What do we do? We just have to let it go. Somebody's rude or we're overwhelmed, we're frustrated, we're anxious, let it go, let it go, let it go, right? But I have a problem with people saying this. I have a problem with people trying to do this. I have a problem with this phrase. And what's so funny is as I was preparing to record this podcast, I was reading a chapter in a book that I have. It's called 52 Ways to Live a Kick-Ass Life, and it's by author Andrea Owen. And, you know, I like empowered authors named Andrea. (laughs) It's kind of a cool uh, familiarity. But I've read this book before, and every once in a while, I'll pull a book off of my bookshelf, and I'll just intuitively pull a number from my mind clairvoyantly. And uh, I, I pulled number 47. So I went to page 47 and she mentions chapter 23. And chapter, so naturally I read page 47 and then I switched to chapter 23, which is all about uh, controlling, you know, being controlling or having a controlling nature, um, how being a control freak, you know, ruins your ability to have freedom and things like that. But at the end of the chapter, what does she say? Can you guess? She says, we need to just let it go. And I couldn't believe it because I I was thinking to myself, I'm getting ready to talk about this. (laughs) And, you know, poetically, the universe steps in and says, uh, yeah, you do need to talk about this because it's everywhere you look. I'm flipping to the page now. And she says at the end of the chapter um, that if your boyfriend or husband has bought a motorcycle and you're not happy about him having it, it might be one of his non-negotiables. And in this situation, you still have a choice, right? Because she's saying control freaks would, you know, demand that their husband or boyfriend get rid of the motorcycle, right? But she says in this instance, the two choices you have instead of controlling it is to accept either that he rides his motorcycle and work on letting it go, or you can leave him. She says, I know it sounds drastic, but those really are your choices. She says, do whatever you need to do to make yourself feel better. And then, and I quote, she says, try this simple mantra of let it go to yourself when you find yourself getting all worked up about it. It probably will take some real work on your end in order to make this happen, but it is possible. Because let's face it, you like to win and letting it go will always ensure that you do, end quote. So while I love this book and I admire Andrea Owen, I am not throwing any shade at all on this book. I think everybody should read it. 
Again, 52 ways to live a kick-ass life. I read it maybe about four or five years ago. Uh, maybe that's that might be a little generous. It, uh, it was probably more like three. Um, but the, 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 the whole idea of letting something go is so difficult for us as human beings because we're not built to do that. Our brains are like computers. We analyze and we hold on to information that we feel is important. And sometimes that information that we hold on to, it, it, somewhere inside of our, our subconscious, it feels important so it gets stored there whether we want it there or not. So that's like telling a computer to delete a, a file that it was programmed to have. It doesn't work. So as human beings, we... We love holding. We love holding on to things. We hold hands. We hold down jobs. Um, we search for things that hold meaning. And what, even in our daily lives, we buy extra hold hairspray. As kids, we have pencil holders. At weddings, there's little seating charts with an assigned placeholder. You get it. We are we are all equally passionate about being held, but also being the one that does the holding. We can't just continue to tell each other to let it go. If it were that simple, there'd be a lot of people out there that were less angry, less anxious, less overwhelmed, not as frustrated. There'd be people that would not feel so scarred by crossed boundaries insults would roll off our backs if we if it was that simple. Now, I know that Andrea Owen in this chapter was saying, you know, give yourself peace, you know, breathe through it, figure out what it is that, you know, you can do about a situation and just kind of let the other stuff kind of fall by the wayside. But I still think that there's a big issue here because how do we do that? How do we do that? When I have sessions with people, they some of the most frequent issues that come up are, I had a loved one that passed, we were not on good terms, and I'm worried that they're still angry with me. Or I'm angry with a loved one that passed, how do I get through this? And to say to somebody, we'll just let it go, or their family members or their other friends have said, listen, you just need to let this go. They come to me very emotional and distraught because they're like, how do I do that? Especially with somebody that I can't sit down or call or send an email to. How do I do that? They don't know how to let it go because they can't. We're meant to hold on because things are still talking to us. I really think that the whole phrase of let it go is really dismissing a very important process in what it means to be human and what it means to shift your energy from one phase of life to the next. In 2006, I was traveling to New York in a snowstorm with a three-month-old baby and my husband to get to upstate New York to see my grandpa who was dying from lung cancer. If we didn't get there in time, and I was not able to see him, I would have been expected to just let it go. It didn't happen. Maybe it wasn't meant to happen. I would have to accept it. I would have to hold on to a memory of not being able to hold his hand before he passed. 
Now, luckily, we got there, but he passed the very next day, the day after Thanksgiving. So while I'm so grateful for that story, that part of my story that I was able to be there, for so many other people, that's not the way it happens. For other people, they don't make it there in time, or they still have an issue with a loved one that has crossed over, or they have issues with people in the here and now, or issues with themselves, and they can't just let it go. When something means something to us, and it's important to us, we have to instead say to people, let it grow. Now, when I wrote this down in, in, in preparation for this session and thinking about my, you know, gathering all of my intuitive thoughts on this, I thought, oh, that's kind of funny. Let it grow. You know, it's kind of a pun, right? A play on words. But, but it's really true. If we can't let go of something, that means that it's a seed of thought. It's a seed of thought that's taken root. Maybe it's time, instead of just covering it with more soil, maybe it's time to nurture it. Like, like a garden. You know, what is this trying to say? Why can't I let this go? What is the issue underneath it? If you think about an issue that's been hard for you to let go of, what is it trying to tell you? What does it tell you about yourself? Because if, if I can't let go of something, then that means a boundary has been crossed or there's a hurt there that still has not been healed. And forcing people or suggesting that people just let it go, I think it compromises our energy. It compromises our vibration. When our kids were younger, we used to, you know, our kids are very close in age. They're like 16, 15 and a half months apart. They're so close in age. And when they were younger, you know, they were both in diapers at the same time. They're both, you know, little toy tornadoes around the house at the same time. They're much older now. But when they were little, when when they would fight with each other or argue with each other, or this one would throw a toy at the other one and they'd start crying. It was just like, oh my gosh, it was so loud in the house. And this one's crying, this one's yelling. And it was just, you know, two little Tasmanian devils, you know, ruling the roost. And my husband and I would say all the time, we'd say, just stop crying. You need to stop crying. First of all, stop crying. And it didn't take me very long to realize that we needed to stop doing that as parents. And please understand, I'm not giving parental advice. I'm coming to a conclusion about letting it go. And using this as an example, because this was an epiphany that I had within me, that if I continued to tell my children to stop crying, that in in a sense, that was like the child version of saying, just let it go. You're upset about something, but you need to let it go. It doesn't have validity. It's not valid. It doesn't matter. It's not important. And I said to my husband at that time, I said, you know, we really should stop saying to the boys, you just need to stop crying or don't cry. Stop crying. Now, we did it. It came from a place of innocence. You know, we weren't telling them to stop crying because we don't believe that boys should be allowed to cry or anything in that nature at all. It was not even in that realm. It was just loud. (laughs) 
and we were tired and and at you know at the end of our rope sometimes you know so we would just say oh can you please just stop crying as adults we are continuing to do this to each other just let it go even if you say it nicely well you just need to let it go it still doesn't make it feel any better energetically, right? When I just said that to you, I guarantee that that didn't do anything to shift you from a space of of feeling tightened in, in your core to feeling warm. Which means that even changing the tone doesn't give us validation. We need to process things. So we stopped saying that to our children And we let them cry. If they needed to cry, if they wanted to complain, if they wanted to argue, we let them have their moment. And then what we did was we would come to them after they were done with their crying and yelling and fighting or whatever was happening. We'd come to them and say, okay, explain to me what happened. Tell me what's wrong. Tell me what happened. And then, you know, they, the, the crying would stop and, the t- you know, they'd be wiping their tears. <laughs> this is what he threw that toy at me. <laughs> and then and then before you know it, everything's calmed down and they're processing what happened and we can get to the root of what it was. And oftentimes we would say, OK, are you upset with him for throwing that? OK, we'll tell him that you're upset for throwing that. And then eventually after they talked it out. Or maybe they didn't. Maybe they just continued to be pissed at each other for the rest of the day. Either way, it was progress. Because if I would have said, you just need to let this go, it dismisses everything that happened. And we as human beings are not built to do that. We are built to hold on. Our subconscious mind says, this is important because this hurt me. You you have to envision your subconscious mind as... Just this curious energy. When, when we're hurt by something or somebody says something to us or we feel anxious, our subconscious mind looks at it like it, it, it's a, it, in curiosity. <clears throat> it looks at it as if it were like you're dangling something shiny in front of a baby that's just beginning to understand what light and shadows are. It says, hmm, what is this? Whoa, that was, that hurt me. Whoa, something crossed a line there. That's not how I should be spoken to. So telling people to just let it go creates a space of, I don't need to be upset about this. And if, and if it creates a space of, I don't need to be upset about this, the translation is, I shouldn't have been upset in the first place. No, let it grow. Let it take root and figure out why it bothered you. So that's what I say to people that come to me um, for sessions and they're asking, you know, I had I had an issue with this loved one that passed or I, I did something or the, to them and they were angry with me and we had a falling out and they passed away and things like that. More often than not, actually, I've never experienced anything other than just pure love coming through. Because when we transition from physical to spirit, we don't have emotions like we have here. There's not hate and anger and frustration and anxiety. Those are very physical emotions. They're not of spirit. They're just not. 
they, they don't have aches and pains. They are not of physical being. So there is no discomfort. There is no disappointment. The The only things things that come through when I do sessions for people are, honestly, the, the, the brightest, most warm love that you could ever feel filling up your body and your soul. And then also sometimes concern. If I feel like something's really important and it needs to be said, that'll come through too. And that's just honestly a guardian angel sort of concept where they just want to protect you or if there's something that you need to know, they will share it. But more often than not, these tiny little petty arguments and bitterness, it it dies off with the physical body. And so it's really our job to not let it go. But more often than not, I will tell the person that I'm doing the session with, it's up to you to figure out why it bothers you so much still. Investigate it. Be curious about it. Ask yourself, what is it about this that is still hurting me? Is it because you didn't get to apologize to the loved one? Write them a letter. Write everything down in a letter. Fold it up. Put it by a picture of them. Mail it to their house. Even if nobody receives it. Bring it to their place of burial or wherever they are. Set it under their urn. Or if that's too physical, you can, you can apologize or say the things that you need to say in prayer form. Send up a prayer. Send up a balloon with an apology in it. Let it go. <laughs> that's a good way of letting it go. <laughs> that's the only type of letting it go that I'm allowing in this, in this podcast today. Um, that's the type of letting go that we can do. But but at the very core of who you are, do not feel as though you need to let anything go. Now, I'm, I'm going to get, I might get some flack from people about this. Like, well, you know, it's not healthy to hold on to things. And how could you tell people to not let, let things go? And, you know, you, it is not Christ-like and, 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 you know, biblically speaking, you know, you turn the other cheek, you don't go to bed angry, all of these things. Yes, I understand all of that. But isn't it true that when somebody tells us we have to just let something go, we might do that for the time being, but eventually, I promise you, that hurt, that anger, that overwhelm, that crossed boundary, that insult, it will resurface. And it'll resurface maybe in your next argument with this person or the next time they make a mistake or the next time that somebody else does something similar you will react in exactly the same way. And then yet again, people will say, well, just let it go. And then you will until it surfaces again somehow. So we don't ever actually let it go. We just suppress it. And I think that is far more unhealthy. Don't you? So instead, guys, I feel like we need to start to let things grow. We need to figure out what it is about situations that infiltrate our vibrational space or affect our vibration or affect our energy. We need to figure out what it is about what's happening that is compromising our natural state. When I'm done with a Reiki session with people and they're all relaxed and they're calm and they're not really thinking about the problems that they were thinking about when they first came in, 
I always say to them, this is the natural state of your soul. This calmness that you're feeling right now, this ease, this is the natural state of your soul. And anything that infiltrates that is is changing your vibration. And in, in order to truly let that go, if that's our goal, we have to process it first. When something enters, let's say we have a chocolate factory and something has entered that factory. Let's say there's, um, let's say that there's a, a, a peanut that got into the factory somewhere. Well, we can't just tell the factory to just like let it go. Like, don't worry about it. It's just a peanut. If that peanut, you know, infiltrates the system too much or the fact that the peanut is even there, it affects the whole process. That's an allergen. You you have to stop production. You know, what they do is they shut everything down for a minute and they try to find the peanut. And then when they find it, they figure out, okay, where did this come from? And then once they find the source, they go to the source. They say, okay, it came, it came from maybe a sister plant, right, that packages something that has peanuts. They figure out how it came in, why the line was crossed, and then they deal with it. And then after it's dealt with and everything's been cleaned and wiped down and processed and, and thought through, they resume production. They don't just say, okay, well, there's a peanut in here somewhere, but we just need to let it go and just continue going. So why do we continue to do that as human beings? We would shut down for machines. Why do we not shut down for the human spirit when we need to process something? If somebody insults you or angers you or crosses a boundary or you're feeling overwhelmed or frustrated or somebody was rude to you, Can you get through that? Absolutely. Should you? Yes, at some point. Because holding on to those things is really just only weighing your vibration down. It's not hurting anybody else. I mean, it might hurt the people that are in your circle of influence, but inevitably it's hurting you the most. So yes, you can get to a point where you can truly get through these things and get past these things, but not until you shut down the factory first and figure out where it's coming from. If somebody upsets you, crosses a boundary, acknowledge and validate your hurt. This hurt me. I can't just let it go. I have to figure out why it hurt me. And then when you get to the root of why it hurt you, you'll find your answers. Just saying let it go or letting it go robs us of the opportunity to get more in touch with ourselves. We need to be curious about why certain things affect us. So instead of letting it go, guys, let's start to let it grow into more thought, more questioning, asking ourselves, why is this important? How will this allow me to heal something even deeper? And once again, there is where we will find the answer. I hope you guys are staying close to anything and everything that keeps your heart sweet. And I will talk to you next time. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. And if you find yourself craving more sweet inspiration, you can look up Sweetheart Soul Sessions on Facebook. I'll see you there. 
Don't get me started 